Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So um, if you are a Knights fan or you just like all things Newcastle Knights, we've got a bloke uh, who we're about to chat to now who's an absolute legend when it comes to Newcastle journalism. Uh, he's worked at the Newcastle Herald, and I don't mean this in, in, in any rude way to say that, um, how old he is, but Barry Tui, uh, thanks for joining us. You host your own podcast called Tui's News Podcast, and you've been working at the Herald for a long time. How are you, champion? Good, thanks, mate. How are you going? Mate, I, I just want to start off by saying, and if a lot of our listeners don't know this, you you cop a lot of grief on Twitter. You're kind of like the go-to man for anything that's related to Newcastle at all. Someone will go, oh, let's just ask Barry. Um, how, how do you deal <laughs> with him, mate? <laughs> Well, basically, if I've got time and I know the answer, I'll probably answer it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind. There's plenty of people out there um, questioning what's going on at the club at the moment. So, um, yeah, as I say, if I've got the time, I'll uh, I'll do do my best to uh, answer it as well as I can. Barry, I saw an article, which I don't think was written by you recently, which, had, uh, which was a real insight into the club. The Knights back in the day were a real transparent club with the media. They used to open the doors quite a lot. Journos would be quite often in the sheds afterwards having a beer with the players and all that sort of stuff. And it was sort of the opposite of that, leading into that the clubs closed off a bit from the local media. Um, run me through that. Yeah, well, it's totally different from back in the day. And we're talking you know, 30 years ago when we, you know, journos used to go be allowed in the dressing room straight, virtually straight after or 10 minutes after a game and you'd sit down next to a player who's just come off the field and have a beer with them, have a chat to them. Um, there was probably a bit more trust around in those days. I don't, I don't know, mate. There was no mobile phones, I guess, and yep. and no social media back then. So, it, look, it, it's changed considerably to the point now where everything's fairly orchestrated um, and the clubs are... You know they've only got to do what they've got to do as far as giving access to to their players and 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 whatnot. And I think at the moment, in particular, it's been difficult because of the the negotiations with the the players' union. Um, some of the clubs and some of the players have basically decided that um, you know they don't have to probably do what as much as what they normally would have to do. Uh, it's probably making it a little bit difficult for the journo's. Um, and you know Newcastle's been a pretty open place in the past, and um, it's still been pretty open as well, I think. But um, I think uh, you don't always get the access to the person or the player that you want to talk to when you want to do it. I guess uh, it's probably the easiest way to put it, which can be frustrating. But um, that's the nature of the beast, and it, and it's not just Newcastle. I think most clubs uh, are pretty similar. There might be a few clubs that are a bit better at it than others, and I'm sure there's clubs that are worse at it than Newcastle. So just one of those things that um, journos deal with these days. Barry, James Magnuson here. Thanks for jumping on the show with us. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts. So Newcastle have a top three on his worst day, top five fullback in the NRL. And as a result, they buy a 5.8 for this season uh, in Tyson Gamble to partner Jackson Hastings in the halves. Then they turn around and move said fullback to 5.8 and by Lockie Miller in doing so, losing one of the most talented, uh, touted talents, local talents from Newcastle, junior products. 
have they have they made the right move here? And and what happens if the Kalen Ponga move to five eighth doesn't work for a second time? <laughs> yeah, lots of questions there, James. And, <laughs> and I guess we're going to have to we're going to have to wait to see whether you know whether the answers are, are positive for Newcastle or not. Particularly with Kalen going to five eight. Look, Tyson Gamble. Uh, in, I'll answer that one first. He he was he was. Um, contracted or signed by the Knights before Jackson Hastings. I think um, the Knights were still after after Luke Brooks at that stage and were no certainties to get Luke Brooks. Uh, they, they picked up Gamble. Um, and at that point in time, I don't know that Kalen was um, totally convinced about moving to six. But I think in the meantime, after they've signed Gamble, um, Pong has made the decision that he, he wants to have another crack at six and has been... Uh, well, he's, all his gym work and all his training's been uh, dedicated to that until he injured himself uh, recently. But um, and obviously they picked up. They didn't get Brooks, but they picked up Hastings. Um, look, Newcastle. You can't have enough depth, particularly in the halves. And Newcastle's got plenty of it at the moment. And if obviously if Ponga doesn't work at six and he has to go back to fullback, then that's what will happen. And Gamble will probably play six. But I think he lasted three games under Nathan Brown at six. You know, yeah. three or four years ago, uh, Ponga. I think I think he'll be given a lot more time and he's more mature and provided he stays on the field, James, that's the other thing. He wasn't on the field a lot last year. He had concussion issues. But provided he stays on the field, he's still by far Newcastle's most influential player. He's still the player that you want the ball in, in his hand the most. And um, I, I think if, if, um, if Hastings and Ponga stay healthy, um, this season, I think Newcastle has a real chance of of doing doing something, making a you know a bit of a run towards the playoffs, and surprising a few people. Given the fact they only won six games last year, there's there's a lot of room for improvement. Do you know whose decision the move to five eighth was? Is that something Ponga wanted to do, or was that pushed by Adam O'Brien in the club? Well, no, Ponga's Ponga's wanted well wants to do it and has wanted to do it. Look, I think the long term plan was always once Mitchell Pearce left was always to move Ponga to six. That was the plan, um, you know, two or three years ago. Well, obviously, what happened with that plan was that Mitchell Pearce bailed out a season before he was his contract was up. So Ponga wasn't ready. So last year, they basically, um, you know, had some makeshift players in the halves, which didn't help their, their cause. And as I said, Ponga had those concussion dramas and only played, I think, 14 games last year. So... Yeah, look, it's been talked about for a while, um, but the the bottom line is that Ponga wants to play there. So, and the coach, to be honest with you, this time last year, the coach probably was reluctant to be moving him there. But um, I think um, Kalen and a few others within the club has probably decided and and you know made the call that um, it probably needed to happen. And, and Adam O'Brien, the coach, is has accepted it and, and um, is on board with it, and we'll see how it goes. He's certainly built up a lot. Kalen's bigger and stronger than probably what he was playing fullback, so um, there's, a, there's a lot of hope that, you know, within the, the right people at the club at the moment, that it's going to work. We'll have to wait and see. And, and look, it's certainly Jackson Hastings, I think the fact that Hastings is on board and he's He's a uh, he's a real um, leader as a halfback. He steers the ship around. Ponga won't have to worry too much about actually steering the ship, which is I don't think is probably his forte. He's a bit more off the cuff and and doing you know brilliant stuff that he in, rather than 
you know, rather than um, steering the ship. So with Hastings there, I, I think it's potentially a, a good pairing, which hopefully should make it easier for him to um, to grow into the role. But you know, we'll have to wait. As I say, we'll wait and see. It won't be instant. I don't think um, he'll be a success instantly there. Um, you'll certainly get some traffic running his way. Um, they'll throw some players at him to defend. Um, you know, at five eight in the front line. So we'll just have to see how it goes. But you know, the the future of Ponger at six and and how he performs with Hastings will probably um, decide how long. Adam O'Brien is, is coach of the club because he's under a bit of, bit of pressure himself and, and he needs that combination to work. Baz, um, on that note, I was in town uh, over the weekend and a few things happen as you're heading up to Newcastle. You get just, uh, as you start to get to about Wanji, you can start to smell Henny Penny and I'm, I'm always a massive fan of that. I'm headed in there for a yummy drummy deal and then um, you pull up at a pub, uh, it was something like the Mary Ellen and then it only takes about two minutes for some bloke you haven't seen in a while to come over and tell you that my mate's brother's uncle's sister has been told that Adam O'Brien's only got four weeks and he's gone. Um, I love the I love the Newcastle Bush Mail. I've heard that now for about six different people that Adam O'Brien's been he's he's got four or five games. Um, have you heard anything like that? I've heard six. So <laughs> he might have he might have he might have one or two games more than what you think he's got. Look, look, um, I I don't think there's 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 been no. I think that's just speculation. I think yeah. that's just um, people putting him under pressure and, and basically coming up with a number. Um, I, I don't think there's... Well, well West have already paid out since they've owned the club. have already paid out a coach, uh, which cost them 450000 in Nathan Brown. Um, I don't know that there'll be an appetite to pay Adam O'Brien out early. And remember, he's got another year after this on his contract. So... If they sacked him, you know, after four or five or six games, then they have to pay a year and a half of his contract out, and there won't be any appetite for West to do that. But in saying that, Newcastle has to perform, otherwise, um, you know, he's going to be under all sorts of pressure. In his favour, the draw has been very yes. helpful yeah. for him because uh, if, you, if you look at the the Knights' draw, I think they've got the Warriors the, off the top of my head, the Warriors, the Tigers, I think they've got the Dolphins. Yes. Then they've got the Raiders who made uh, the top eight last year, Manly, and then the Warriors. So the first six games, if we're talking about the opening six games, they've only got one team that made the eight last year. Um, you know, that's, that's so he's got the opportunity to um, hit the ground running and maybe chalk up a few wins early. And if that's the case, then uh, it'll take a bit of the pressure off. As the Knights fans know that we're always on top of the table after t- round two or three, because I bought grand final tickets last year after round three. So, as you know, but um, mate, let's talk. Put the, the negatives away. Well, mate, if you remember, yeah, if you remember back to uh, I think it was um, Rick Stone's era, the Knights won the first four games and were uh, top of the table and finished with a wooden spoon. So, um, <laughs> That's our game, isn't it? Anything is possible, mate. Anything is possible. <laughs> Let's start. Uh, we just interviewed uh, Bulldog CEO uh, earlier on, and, and the missile who's on with me now is a massive Doggies fan. He was throffing. Let's have a bit of a throff for a moment as Knights fans because, like, a lot of people, the speculation over whether, whether the six will work and the fullback will work. We do have some excitement. Like, a bloke that I annoyed in an Uber um, on the Matty John show, Adam Elliott, oh, I'm super pumped for what he's bringing to the club. I saw a bit on and his... And his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. both coming. Mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this... She's already brought a lot. Yeah, hasn't she? Uh, he He's he, he's really firing me up, mate. I saw a, a, an Instagram post of him yelling at one of the Saifidis on a treadmill. Um, mm. He looks like he's born into the club. I think he can see that with the celebration. 
celebrations for the women's team last year. Talk to me about Adam Elliott. Oh, look, he'll be an outstanding signing. I think his form for the Raiders, just just talking about form, I thought his form for the Raiders last season was um, was terrific. And, and you, you hear a lot about Adam Elliott. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know from what people tell me, Good dancer. his competitive <laughs> nature. And, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he loves all that sort of stuff. So does Hastings. Hastings has um, been barking instructions to any, any man, man that wanted to listen, as you can imagine. Yeah. I think... Hetherington, Jack Hetherington is another signing. Is a similar sort of. Um, he's got that competitive nature, and Tyson Gamble is, you know, he's built his game on that. So Newcastle's probably targeted a few of those guys, those sort of, those sort of competitors that um, maybe the club's been lacking in the last couple of years. I mean, they've had some good players, obviously, but uh, you get guys in there that, um, you know, that have standards and want to make sure those standards are met, particularly at training guys like Elliot and, and Hastings and, and Hetherington, well, they're going to make a difference. And that's obviously what Newcastle's hoping will happen. Now, back in the day, the Newcastle team would thrive off a young kid coming through, whether it was a local kid or whatnot. And I paid close attention last year to a lot of kids. And of course, Miss, I'll just mention that we've lost Max Bradbury, from the, uh, who's the under-19s player from the New South Wales team. But there was two kids that came through last year at the back end of the year. Of course, there was Marpa Lungi who played first grade for a bunch of games. And then um, Oren Keeley, who who managed to get a start there in, in uh, first grade. Do you see Oren? I, I, I see Oren as a potential superstar. Do you see him playing a bit of first grade this year? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I, I think they were reluctant to put him in last season. He, he played a game sort of out of luck because uh, I think he was the 18th man and or the 19th man, and a player got injured in the warm-up, so he, he ended up coming off the bench. Um, he'll get some more game time. He's in New South Wales under-19s back rower, and obviously Mappa Palangi, well, he, I think he's an outstanding talent, and I think he's already putting some pressure on someone like Dane Gagai, who who uh, has got some areas in his game, mainly his defence, where he's been pretty ordinary. Uh, I think he's got some pressure on Dane already as far as uh, the centre spot goes, and Bradman Best, for that matter. Um, he's going to be he's going to be hard to hold out. And from all reports, mate, the Sharks probably asked for him uh, first. If you're talking about uh, trading players, I think he was the first one they asked for. Really? Um, but they were knocked back straight away. Obviously, um, yeah. So, yeah, some some great young talents. Obviously, Dom Young's the other one. Um, is you know playing on the wing and just played in the World Cup. Um, still only early twenties. Um, Will he stay, Baz? I, I just. I just think he's going to go from strength to strength. Look, uh, the Bulldogs apparently are the latest, and I've heard the Roosters also. Um, and in South Sydney are, are keen on Dom Young. I, I think he'll stay, mate. I think um, that he's obviously got another year here, and he's got some he's got some uh, young Commie guys, teammate or not teammates, but mates of his that he knows coming to the club next year. Uh, I'll be very surprised if he goes. I think the Knights will make sure they keep him. I don't know. I haven't got any inside information. Uh, his manager's sort of, his manager's uh, hawking around a few of the clubs at the moment, and obviously there's some interest there because he is a uh, a really good, uh, really good talent. But uh, like I say, I'll be surprised if he goes. But then again, I was surprised when uh, when Connor Watson left. So anything's possible. It's rugby league, mate. You know that. Yeah. Uh, my co-host today, Barry, uh, installed a plaque. At the Delaney Hotel up there in Newcastle. I'm just wondering, have you been to worship at the shrine of the Kalen Ponga stall work? <laughs> I've made sure I haven't, actually. Um, 
Yeah, look, um, <laughs> yeah, they got a bit of airplay your plaque there, didn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, um, yeah, it did, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was. Well, I don't know how long it lasted in the in the actual cubicle, but it uh, certainly lasted on social media for a little while. Look, yeah, that was a very very strange one, and and the club has <laughs> copped a bit of criticism for the way they've handled it. As far as you know, um, we've heard nothing, to be honest. Um, obviously, the the NRL integrity unit. Um, exonerated the two players, Kalen and, and Kurt Mann, from any wrongdoing in that toilet cubicle. And, and who knows exactly what was what happened. But um, <laughs> the club is, whatever the club has done, they've kept pretty private as well. So very interesting. I don't think Kalen, I don't think Kalen or Kurt have spoken since um, since that incident. So uh, obviously there'll be an interview at some point with those players. So I'm sure it'll be brought up. I'm mean, attempting to make a plaque for Joey Johns too, but it's it's a big job. Um, so there's a lot of plaques. You have to install oh, them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, Barry. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving all those Newcastle listeners of ours hope. Uh, Philpy's pretty buoyed by your comments today. So all the best for the season, uh, and all the best with getting some access. Sounds like it's getting a bit harder up there in Newcastle. So a big season ahead for you. <laughs> Good on you, boys. Thanks, you mate. Thanks, Thank Barry. You.